today <laughs> is Juliana Finnegan of The Learning Accelerator. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So if you would tell our listeners a little bit about yourself um, and why you're here at Aurora Institute, and then we'll have a conversation. Um, so I actually was a high school chemistry eighth grade science teacher for 10 years mm. in East Los Angeles and then in San Diego. Um, then I worked for Relay Graduate School of Education as an adjunct professor and designed all their online content around blended and personalized learning when mm. it was kind of first kicking off of like, what are those common denominators of practice right. and how can we capture and codify them so that teachers can really like feel successful and be supported within right. the space. And now I'm the managing partner at the Learning Accelerator and lead our practitioner learning work. So really Excellent. like how do we get leaders and teachers the resources they need when they need them mm. so that we can um, really bridge the gap between uh, how they're being currently trained in like um, pre-service or mm -hmm. in undergrad around like teaching and then what innovative classrooms need mm. teachers to be both like ready for and um, what they need to be successful within like an innovative model and so really trying to like give those supports. So what are some of the supports that you have discovered are, are necessary? Um, so actually later today we'll be speaking um, around onboarding, so okay. teacher onboarding. Mm. So I work with a group called the Innovation Directors Network which is 18 heads of innovation or heads of personalized learning or whatever it's named in their district right. um, from across the U.S. So we have like Chicago Public Schools, Dallas Public Schools, um, Henry County uh, and really said like you know what do you need teachers to learn within your onboarding process mm -hmm. because everyone's reinventing the wheel everyone's doing it in silos so like how can we learn from what each other is doing and then right. also capture and codify those best practices so that we can kind of lean on them so they said you know in order to feel successful I want a new teacher to really understand the why of the school um, to know the school itself so like what are the competencies teachers need to um, be aware of and be able to leverage to improve their practice where are the supports and where can they go for them like what are the tech software that they're actually using and then the last one is I'm um, knowing the community so really understanding the community story so like mm. what is the community in which you serve so not just the students but like what did it look like 10 years ago why are we using this instructional challenge to um, really support our students in a meaningful way and then also like what are some community partners that we can bring in to kind of build capacity for those teachers so really making sure the new teachers come in knowing those like the why the school and the community and so that's what we actually we just kind of did a collective intelligence exercise dump of like all of their best practices and then uh -huh. I kind of went through and was like okay so these can be around setting a vision or these can be around um, bringing in the community to engage with what's happening in the classroom so really trying to bucket them through three user guides of like that a teacher can go through and say like these are resources I can pull from when I'm starting to set my strategic plan or right. CPS uses blueprints to like actually blueprint a school so then a new leader can come in and see like what they've been doing and why and then also a new teacher can read that story too and say like right. oh this you know we're not just using technology for the sake of using it but this was the instructional challenge and this is how we're leveraging technology to address that challenge and like teach students better this is why. So what has been the feedback from the schools that participate and from the new teachers themselves? Um, I don't know from the new teachers yet. Okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I will say. Yeah. Um, though actually uh, Dallas ISD, Kristen Watkins from mm -hmm. Dallas ISD just did a PL cruise. Okay. So she actually had all of her, if you haven't seen it, look it up on Twitter, <laughs> it is amazing. Um, 
she had all of her teachers come in and build their like cruise itinerary based yes. on like where they saw areas of strength and areas of growth and then they went to different um, different basically sessions right. and courses and learning opportunities around those pieces so they really enjoyed that and she was able to like pull different pieces from other schools as well though mm. she's doing some pretty amazing work um, and also the leaders just it's really exciting to see them um, share but also iterate on uh -huh. each other's resources to make sure that they really match because we don't want anyone to copy and paste right like that doesn't make sense for teachers it doesn't make sense for students it doesn't make sense for districts but really trying to say oh I see how you're presenting that like mm -hmm. maybe I can do that in this way to help so and then they've also the IGN has built an amazing uh, community of practice so we've been meeting for a few years now we meet twice in person every year and then mm -hmm. a bunch of times virtually but now they don't feel like they're working on islands anymore but they have someone to say like hey this is you know I'm looking at coaching right now how do you actually like show your district that like the coaches are needed and valued and helpful to push this work forward like what are the metrics you're using so right. like those kind of conversations that otherwise you're kind of doing in like your own little yeah. box yeah. so you said that they you're working with a lot of districts to make this happen mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, my I guess my question is are these districts collaborative like in the moment or are they or are you like kind of the the middleman for this to connect them all so we were originally I'd say like the catalyst middleman so we kind of um, pulled in so it's 18 districts and CMOs from across the US and kind of brought them together and was like all meet <laughs> um, but we really wanted it to be an organic like relationship building as well so we definitely bring together a lot of the things as far as like a zoom call around a specific problem of practice or around like a consultancy and things like that but I will say that a lot of those relationships have gone like off TLA line and yep. really like these are friendships that you see um, both on and offline, right? They're really trying to help each other, and it's fun to see actually at conferences. All of them were sitting together at our happy hour yesterday, nice. and I'm yeah. like, okay, guys. <laughs> but um, it's been, I think all of them are like, it's so nice to have somebody a G chat away right. to just answer a quick question yep. um, when we're all doing similar work, not the same work, right? But we can be like, am I crazy? Uh, this is something I'm thinking about, or hey, do you have something around this? And so I think just TLA has been able to be that kind of uh, uh, connector, which is a big part yep. of our job is mm -hmm. like, you know, unbiased intermediary. <laughs> like, how do we bring everyone together right. and right. really help build that collective intelligence? Because um, we're much better together than we are separately. Separate, sorry. Um, but I think it's just been, yeah. So we lead some of it, but I will say some of them. They've been proposing conference you know, sessions and right. doing all of this on the side. Like, we want to share what we're doing together. Wonderful. So that's pretty exciting. Well, it sounds like that uh, these districts have, like, broken their district bubble of, mm -hmm. of talk. So they, you know, some districts only talk to themselves, right? And, and they share within, but they don't really see what's happening outside or don't have anywhere to go outside. And, you know, I've worked in a bunch of districts that are only talking within themselves and there's nothing else happening. And I like this idea that you started that process, but now they've made those connections and they're going off and doing it on their own. We actually had, um, so uh, Highland Public Schools, Rebecca Kim is one of the uh, members of the IDN, and she actually brought her whole team to Dallas 
after we had one of our convenings in Dallas and was like, I want them to come visit some of the Dallas schools mm-hmm. and like see what's happening there and talk to Kristen about the PL toolbox and about like their um, rubric and their adult learning progression. And so, like you said, you know, just getting out and saying, okay, so we're doing some really great work within our district. What does it look like in other districts and how can we like learn and share mm-hmm. what we're doing? So right. kind of like, like you said, just taking down those walls. Yeah. Because usually we don't have time to do that, too. Right. Right? Like, well, exactly. In a district position, you're not like, so who should I talk to? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. true. So whenever we talk to someone, um, we ask them about kind of the most important advice they have. We call it on our show, we call it the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning. Um, so what, what advice do you have? What would you say is the number one do-do for you? Um, I think I kind of stated a little bit before is just like not doing technology for the sake of doing technology. Mm -hmm. Um, It really should be like, what is your instructional challenge? Like what's the thing that you, that keeps you up at night Mm -hmm. or something that you're really struggling with and how can you leverage technology to hit that challenge or support that and teach students better? So like, and also with personalized learning, it's not like I have this like uh, graphic on one of my slides where it's like, it's not always big P, it could be little B, P. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be like this personalized learning, you yeah. know, like this huge shift, right. you know, kind of the evolution over revolution. Right. And so it's just like, how do you personalize learning? And that can look different, but it can also be similar. And how do you give some of that ownership to students so they make some of those choices to do the personalization? So it's not individualized. So a teacher right. isn't having to like do 250 lessons it's are we giving options for students to learn in the way that resonates and supports them in meaningful ways so I think that's like we always do sometimes that comes across better like the little p it's like not something totally different it's It's like you've been personalizing instruction forever but like how can we do this at scale right really like meaningfully right and more intentionally yeah well thank you so much it's like the onboarding work is so important to this um, and really having a sustainable change to learn as I'm so excited to hear about that. Thanks so much for having me.